0: Quiet in the wings. (laughs) Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I am your host, Vince Edwards. You may know me from Sound Image Productions. I also have a couple closed... uh, Groups on Facebook, for roadies, one called Death by Loadout and another called the Backstage Pass. With me tonight is my dear, dear friend and ally, Kyle Thomas. How are you, Kyle? Good, man.
1: Another day, another dog biscuit, brother.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been a wacky day, has it not?
1: It has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we well, kind you... been weird things floating in the air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: So last week we had like the ultimate spaz fest and <laughs> this week has been a much more sedate.
1: <laughs> right, we didn't We didn't get the chance to play Beef Bologna. I think you're a little bit more timid.
0: That is a fear song for the audience, a fear song <laughs> called Beef Bologna, which if you haven't heard it, I swear, man, hear this song, it is it is an anthem of pure fun and it's just, it's kind of like musical drugs, you know, I've I cleaned for, well, I stopped counting at 20 years, I don't know, It's a, for a long time, but my God, that puts a spring in my step. I tell you what, I absolutely love that stuff. Listen, we had um, we had a, got a package this week from our dear, dear friend, uh, Charlie Ricky We sure did. What a gentleman. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> the guy is such a badass.
1: Seriously, man. I am I'm going to have a fun time rotting my teeth out. Mike, thanks you as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Between the kids are loving it, Charlie. They, they couldn't be happier. Oh, 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 oh look, Pauline Ortiz Pino is checked in. Now that is, she is an amazing woman. She's kind of the, keeps the whole ship running for Alcons North America. And I absolutely adore her. Thanks for checking in, sweetie. Aw, thanks for So watching. good to see you. And my brother, Jorge Ovalo, that's George Edwards, wants to make sure we say hi to Jim for him oh my god and of course Scott Cheney last week I jumped out on Scott Cheney because I was like lit to the bejesus bulk. we we love you Scott it's Scott, <laughs> so cool uh, my friend uh, Jason Anselmo Martinez reached out to me and said Scott bought a shirt you know from the infirmities oh that's and, awesome and Scott and uh, Jason Anselmo is also Mr. Hat Mr. Hat Graphic Designs, the man's an amazing graphic designer. He doesn't he just
1: it. have like an album that's about to come out or yeah. just released? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's it's really something. And he's an incredibly talented cat. So if you guys need any graphic work, reach out to Mr. Hat, uh, Jason over there. He does amazing stuff. Dude, but thank you, Scott, for hooking up a brother like that. You're going to enjoy the, what comes from him. He's an amazing guy, and we appreciate Scott as a viewer and a friend. Thank you so much. And it's Susie, your girl's checking in, buddy.
1: Yeah. Hey, how are you doing, Susie? How are you?
0: Uh, I think she's in love, man. <laughs> right on so and what else happened to us good this week Oh, we had my heavy memory in here last night rocking and rolling right in this very spot i think there was a drum set sitting where this disc was last night and a bunch of rock gods playing guitar and doing their thing we're captioning in on the pro tools and cameras and all that good stuff yeah they're getting their their groove on and i think trying to come up with something so we can make a little live production thing stream uh, live streaming thing for me yeah
1: we got two days this is the second rehearsal we've done with them we'll see Uh, how everything's going to be going. It's nice because we can hop on the version 7 software, the SXL, and kind of get used to it more comfortably in the shop before we kind of go out on the road. So.
0: Yeah, that's very, very logical. Also, I want to shout out to our good friend, Patrick Einerman, one of the other guys that works with us. Yeah, and yeah. I probably just butchered his last name. I'm sorry, Pat. But he reached out to us because we had a little something on our YouTube uh, post that had the wrong date. And he reached out before the show. And that was very, very helpful. So yeah. thank you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Oh, 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 check that. Now, look who's checking in, Robert Wilcox. Now, if you don't know who Robert Wilcox is, well, you've been living in a cave. He is one of the best. Monitor engineers. He's Vince Neal's uh, monitor guy, and he gets it done. Total legend. I've heard a lot kind, about that. He's kind dude. of a badass. Yeah, uh, and I hope that, that Robert, you see me look into the camera and say that I'm coming for you, buddy. I would really love to have you on the show. So um, that's. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing some some housework when I should be doing. He that, said, looking up.
1: forward to my old pal Jimmy got yeah. a bus
0: key. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. You're gonna have oh, to.
0: Oh, I'm sure Jimmy and him have some inside <laughs> stuff from touring many many years. Matter of fact, let's just. Get to it. We 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 you know try our best to get some amazing people in here. We get very very lucky often, and tonight is just no exception. You picked the nugget, my friend. I know, just pure gold, baby. <laughs> all right, all right, let's do this thing. All right, rock and roll. Okay, guys. Hold on tight for this one. It's going to be good. Our guest tonight is one of the most accomplished mixing engineers in our business. He has mixed Van Halen, Journey, Aerosmith, Peter Frampton, Poison. The list is too long for me to go on, extreme, just on and on. He's worked with some of the best guys in the game. He's written for Pro Sound Web. He's an author himself. Uh, We're going to talk about that. He's a teacher. He's an amazing, amazing guy. Please help me welcome the great Jim Jakubowski. Jim, how are you, brother?
2: I'm great, man. That's what so, an intro!
0: I, it's funny what I what I couldn't drop squeeze the mic and... <laughs> and right. It's what I couldn't fit in. You know, there's so much <laughs> stuff there. It's, it's incredible. You,
2: you missed Uncle Humperdinck. Humberding. Come <laughs> on, man.
0: I didn't, Jim. I didn't miss that. <laughs> Nobody I, missed I it. Lift, I lift that up for you, brother. <laughs> so how have you been doing during this whole COVID nonsense?
2: Oh man, pretty well. You know, uh, it was it was a fair bit of shock at first I, i've talked to so many people who said man i was gonna have the best year of my touring life you know i had so many gigs lined up and um and then just in one big puff of smoke it uh it went away and i think through two three months in we all kept thinking well you know maybe maybe a few more months but uh um but no i was lucky uh my good friends at uh, ellen and Heath sent me um a little compact uh, c 1500 d live to uh, play around with oh, sweet. so luckily i had toys during uh during uh quarantine because if i didn't have something to keep my mind active i think i would have lost it
0: No, that, that it's good to have friends first of all i think that's the yeah. point of that and i'm glad that you had that and i couldn't think of a better guy to be tooling around on a little d live and making sense of it uh, they they were in just before the um you know, the shutdown and your demo and some stuff trying to get us involved. Yeah. And uh, I I think that he a pretty uh, great console has a lot of purpose and ability. Excuse me. Let me ask you, buddy, you know, here at the show, we're interested in the origin story, you know, kind of the kind of the bones of how you got into this game.
2: Cool. Um. Well, I wanted to mix records for Queen. That's really how it all started. (laughs) Who did it? (laughs) I just wanted to know how they did that. Like, like, oh my gosh, listen to that, uh, Tom Phil. Listen to that, uh, you know, those nine guitar sounds in this one song. Like, how did they do that? So in the late 70s, I've actually been uh, revisiting the jazz album from like 77 or something. That was like high school for me and just unbelievable. Classic, Um, so, yeah, I just that's what I wanted to do. I didn't even really think about live. I didn't even really sort of know that was a thing that uh, sound people did. I thought you just went and made records. So I took a recording class and, uh, in Vancouver at Columbia School of Broadcasting and uh, just happened to drive a, f- a friend of mine to an audition to join a local band in Vancouver. He got the gig. I threw it out on the way out the door that I, uh, I'm going to recording school, so if you need a sound man and the next thing you know i i left my $14 an hour grocery store gig and I made uh, 20 bucks my first week uh, mixing the bar bands. So. <laughs> that,
0: that's, that's how that started. Yeah, well, that is a very common story. I know my uh, my beginnings are very, very similar. You know, bar bands, <laughs> stinky buildings with, uh, oh, yeah. you know, bad equipment and, uh, you know, in the 80s getting it going on. I, <laughs> I was digging around in your stuff. I noticed we have a, well, we have many mutual friends, but one that is absolutely... Uh, I adore, I just, I can't get enough of him. I know you were out on the Flesh and Blood tour with Poison, yep. working with the great Scotty Ross. So that's kind of a two-tier question. How was it like working with Poison and the great Scotty Ross?
2: Yeah, um, I had I had met Scotty uh, uh, briefly before that. He was uh, working with Yngwie Malmsteen, and I, that Look was like my, my phone. F-
1: not even on the computer.
2: Whoa, whoa. What happened, Mikey? That sounded like Scotty Ross. kind of did didn't it (laughs) It that was kind of i was like wow it
0: was mike i think it was our, our executive producer you're saying i'm sorry
2: yeah no that's cool we uh we got to work together a little bit and then on poison um he was the um the tour manager on that and um we 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 got through it i'm gonna say that you know it wasn't always fun every night um but Scotty was uh, such a gentleman, and um, when when the tour was over, he just kind of pulled me aside and whispered in my ear and said, Hey, Jimmy, I I got one in the pipeline. I got one coming. I, I want to bring you along. Yeah. And it was uh, Van Halen, and he got the Van Halen tour manager gig. That is and, so uh, sweet. brought me in and changed my life. Yeah. 1991.
0: Yeah. I, well, I know that you've said in the past uh, that touring with Van Halen was probably your favorite touring of all the tours that you've done what made it so special
2: well gosh i mean honestly above and beyond was the crew i mean we just had a brotherhood of people and uh uh to this day i i call those guys uh quite a bit Um, yeah we we just did a little um uh a little presentation recently a kind of a big zoom chat with a bunch of uh ex did you have maddie and the and
0: the was maddie involved no maddie wasn't
2: maddie didn't join we had rob kern we had uh mario lachessi patrick ledwith uh john austrian oh my goodness Um, wow it it was a a cast of characters it Mm -hmm. was really fun and we um uh frank scamboni uh uh, was the host of that uh, so it it was really fun um but yeah, it was uh we still talk about it. Um we we kind of nicknamed it the Camelot Tour, that nineteen ninety-one tour, because it was just it was just the best environment. Uh the music, of course, was amazing. I started out doing monitors on that tour. Johnny Ostron was mixing front of house and yeah. um and um then later down the road I I moved to the front of house position. But it just was it was eight years of just working for the coolest band, listening to the best. Uh, music every night and it was it was amazing time
0: Wow, absolutely amazing i did read your you wrote an incredibly touching and very poignant uh memorial to eddie van halen and pro sound web it was it, it was clear that his passing affected you. how are you doing on that yeah
2: yeah um pretty well i mean i i i started off by making it pretty clear that uh it's still okay to really miss someone when you haven't been in touch uh for a while you know just just um, in our careers, we sort of didn't work together after the 1998 tour. But, um, you know, it it, it uh, touched me so much how important it was to me at that time and how much of a friendship and a bond we built uh, during those eight years. And, and just like everyone else, when you lose um, an absolute genius of an artist like that, uh, yeah. the whole world mourns, you know
0: he was one of a kind i don't think Oh, it was just in a guitar argument with some pretty heavy guitars today it wasn't really an argument it was kind of a back and forth and one of them said this is a day or two ago he said i don't i don't think anybody's going to surpass it you know it's there's so much has been done depending on some technologies shift maybe but but as it stands uh that's kind of the that's the high point and and there was it was hard to Come up with an argument that said that wasn't the case, and so yeah, he's he's yeah. he'll be sorely missed. I remember you uh mentioning <laughs> you got to relay this because of the, the current events. Tiger Woods came to your board at a Van Halen show, and you yeah. had some you you ex- exchanged some information with him. Talk to us about yeah. that,
2: yeah, that was awesome. Um, one of the cool things about the Van Halen uh tour was uh, we we were all into golf, you know, just yeah. you know, all of us, we 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 would look forward to our days off and we'd get at least two foursomes out just about every every day off and uh scotty would hook us up on some some really nice courses and with you know we would and then we would invite the uh tour players to come see shows and and those guys just love to hang out and i won't name any names but there was always a cooler beer right in front of house and i never sit to mix the show so my big cushy chair was always for whatever golf god was hanging around right and um um so uh one of these golfers who uh used to come a lot was Mark O'Meara, who was uh, buddies with Tiger. Sure. So we, we kept bugging Mark to bring Tiger to the show sometimes. So Atlanta, um he finally came. And uh he just was, you know, he's he's just a student of of everything, student of golf, obviously, but uh yeah. he just he just wanted to soak it up and he ended up kind of working his way over where I was mixing sound check and he just wanted to ask me what that knob does what what are you doing here what is this why why are you moving these faders what what's happening here so it was a it was a pretty cool thing me being I've played golf since I was 3 years old and I absolutely love the game and uh to be for me it was my rock stars were these guys hanging out at shows so I, wow. I really Wow. really appreciated that yeah
0: well we hope that he's gonna you know recover quickly and be yeah okay. i guess he's got a long road some of the injuries are pretty substantial yeah. but yeah. we hope that he'll be fine soon uh but what a, what a great memory yeah for uh, sure talked about uh your time mixing with the journey is that was that also scotty ross related
2: uh scotty came a little later not right at first mm-hmm. um that was uh my good buddy rob kern who um uh was uh, tour manager and, and PM with Journey. And he had called me once before to try to get me in there. And um, the timing just didn't work out and they went with someone else. And then he called me a second time and I was like, okay, man, not going to let this slip. This is a career favorite band of mine. Yeah. And, um, and so. Um,
0: what year was this?
2: Two, uh, 2012. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, not too, too far uh gosh, that's coming up
1: on 10 years. Just ago. Goes to show you dude, don't stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. It's yeah, right.
0: always with the low-hanging fruit, you know. <laughs> you just pull that right off the one closest to the ground. <laughs> Good boy.
2: Oh man, you might have to go your separate ways from Kyle here. Um, so, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a great opportunity. I, I was very excited when Rob offered it to me. And, um, I, I, I can honestly tell you my, my first show was in Southern California down near San Diego. And, um, um, you know, we had done a week or so of rehearsals and, um, that first night when, uh, you know faithfully when when I, I you know and it occurs to me i don't know how many pe- people wonder about this but uh, all the audio engineers out there will know this when you're mixing a song like that yeah. and that's something that was a part of your childhood the hair on your arm stands up it, it's it's absolutely it's an amazing experience so i uh, i really enjoyed my time there and i wish i could have kept going right.
0: Well, you know, and they're one of the bands that I will, to their credit, that uh, they they bring a pretty true rendition. They don't tend to, to redo their their work. You know, they kind of bring it and they try to play close to Neil. I think this is Neil's uh, directive. You know, his, his yeah. nature is to kind of bring it as true form, true to form as he can, and yeah, and they it, reproduce it, it so well. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a time machine, I imagine. Yeah. 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 It's a absolute treat. Those guys are a lot of fun and we're lucky to have them right here in the Bay area as well. Um, you did monitors for one of the, one of the trickier bands in the game for Aerosmith. I know this. Yeah. Uh, how was that experience for you?
2: That was very cool. Um, I, I actually got that gig because of my time spent, uh, in the mid eighties. I did a few years, uh, working with DB sound and Harry Witz and Bruce sure. Gordon and, and Bruce Judd and all and uh, all those guys in uh, Chicago. And uh, I was just getting started in, in the States. Um, so, you know, at times things would get slow in the winters and stuff. I'd go back to Canada, mix a few bar bands again. And then I actually went and saw an Aerosmith show. Cause I just wanted to say hi to my DB sound friends. And um, uh, they pulled me aside and said, Hey, look, we need a guy who doesn't drink much. Um, <laughs>
0: this is a this is this the is a dry tour. Right? tour. Yeah, yep. yeah. They were all and trying they, to be clean on that. I remember
2: yep. it very well. Yeah. So they said, you know, if you can come out here and not drink for a while, you can you can have the gig. And I said, man, I can I can stop drinking for as long as you want to to do monitors for Aerosmith. So that was my uh, that was my way in. And I had worked with DB uh, long enough to kind of uh, know everyone there and stuff. So. Um, I got to mix the band, and my friend Billy Head was mixing uh, Stevens' uh, wedges. Now this was all wedges, and um, it was 36 mixes of wedges all over the stage, and we just wow. followed these
0: guys around with matrices. My yeah, goodness, that's sounds exciting. a little bit of a labor. Yeah, <laughs> and they and they behaved, and they, they you guys all got along well.
2: Yeah, it was actually really really nice, and uh, you know one of my favorite moments. Ever was like night four of mixing and uh joe perry just kind of looks over and goes and gives me a nod like that and i was like and that's a career moment right there (laughs) you got the nod from joe perry that's uh that's pretty good stuff
0: yeah that's definitely a big thing uh yeah (laughs) and they were you got you kind of came to them i think probably in a time when they were kind of more in a professional place and they're they're really trying yeah. to you know and they were getting that second chance pump was such a huge tour i mean oh it was a, a gigantic album that uh, and then yeah. they had kind of went off the map and they had you know it built a little bit of a reputation so what a what yeah. a blessing that must have been really enjoyable
2: yeah it was and and i got to say um you know it it was a really it was a pretty calm time like it was just a regular gig there wasn't a lot of crazy drama that uh, that we ever saw
0: anyway it was really really nice to be a part of that team yeah that, that had to be a real treat uh talk to us about you how did you start working with peter frampton i mean talk about guitar legends oh my gosh right i mean and and a, and
2: a very fine gentleman
0: he is this a is sweetheart great. of a guy he's uh, i've only known him to be pleasant i've never had a, a weird moment with him not once yeah
2: yeah it was uh it was a f- it was a a fill-in gig actually um i was uh I had decided to move to South Carolina. I had an offer to go to work for a church organization in South Carolina and kind of get off the road for a while. And, um, and so I was, uh, I was kind of, you know, four or five, six months into my, my church gig and, um, and the phone rings and it's uh, my friend Joel, who was the uh, PM. And he said, Hey, um, I know you, I know you got this new gig, but any chance you can sneak out for two and a half weeks? I need someone to fill in on at front of the house. So, um, so it was all good. I had kind of arranged it when I went into my my church gig that I could run off every now and then to the circus just to, you know, keep myself in the game. And, sure. Um, and so they let me go, and I went and, uh, and and jumped in there for two two and a half weeks. It was a different PA every day, but we had our little control package, and it was just. It it was just the best band to mix. I mean, these guys sound so good. I don't know if you've seen a show lately, but that is just the most dynamic, uh, Given a sound guy exactly what he wants kind of thing out of front of house. And uh, every time I ever got a compliment, I would turn it right back to the band. because uh, And Peter's sound is just <laughs> phenomenal
0: he's a legend let's be honest i'm pretty sure that frampton comes alive was like issued to the suburbs you just if you moved into the suburbs that album was issued to you it was a, <laughs> it was a seminal this is how you record live he's an extraordinary yeah. guitarist yeah. Still, just,
2: to this day that album just still sounds it sounds like what a live concert is supposed to sound
0: like exactly i mean it, it's 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 really a testament to what can be done yeah. and it's when the the uh, young folks today will kind of Barker, bitch Moan. I'll flip that on and say, no, "Look, this, this, this is '76, man. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what yeah. can be done. Don't tell me what can't be done. Uh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely amazing." And and he tends to surround himself with some some, some serious players. I mean, he's yeah. You know, when you're yeah. Peter Frampton, did you see his guitar recently? He was found the one that went down in the uh, the plane crash oh, yeah. 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, he got it back, right? He got his guitar back. I, forgot I mean, about this it. is yeah. this is a $40,000 Les Paul, you know?
2: Yeah, that's an unbelievable story. And uh, I actually, I got a copy of his book um, in the fall last year uh, that he sent to all of us in the crew. And this is the way the guy thinks. It's just, you know, the yeah. guys would appreciate it. Says a nice thing, you know. Very signs sweet. it, yeah. And you know, I I had kind of been off a, my reading kick for a while. I hadn't really read a book, and I man, I tore that thing up in like five nights. I just read that whole book, and it's just
0: it's just a really interesting
2: book. If you haven't, uh, I haven't read it. Read it,
0: yeah. You recommend it's it? great. I'm yeah, going to take sure. your advice on that. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and, and you're not trying to make us look bad because you know how to read, right? Because you. <laughs> <laughs> think it's a shot at you, Kyle. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Oh man, it takes you do now language to read manuals all day. Tell you. <laughs> we get it done
0: after a while.
1: <laughs> it takes all, it's, all it's all zeros and
0: ones. All zeros and ones. They're really good at that. The ones and zero thing. They got. Yeah, to yeah. That. It's okay. I've been
1: reading it. that Bobcat's mastering book. I think I talked about this a couple of shows ago, but it's like one of those things I'm Bob Bobcat Goldthwaite? Like four times. And I still am just like ugh. We did
0: a tour with him. This is a quick aside. We did a thing. This is the uh, Nirvana heart shaped box, and it was with uh, Butthole Surfers and Nirvana, right? This is you know it was kind of a a dramatic time in rock and roll, and uh, we're out with them. And Bobcat Goldthwait is the MC. It was something man I I don't even know how to, I don't even really know how to speak to it but that happened and it was a very it was very interesting he's a very interesting young man
2: Yeah um, I think he uh, Oh, I think he was up in Canada at, at on Canada Day one day J- July 1st at a festival I was at and was introducing a bunch of bands so I don't know if he's Canadian or not but he was there so
0: well, they let anybody in. It seems like so. What <laughs> they, where they screw up is they let the good guys out. I don't know how the hell they let you go, but we'll, we'll take the win on that one. Yeah. You know,
2: I, I, I just uh, grabbed my toboggan. I, I <laughs> headed to the backwoods. I headed down to the Maple Curtain, and they let me through. So there you go.
0: Yeah, they're very sweet and giving that way. Like I said to you earlier, <laughs> before we got on the show, we had Dave Ronan last week, who I adore, and uh, you know he's Canadian uh, export, and we got Bernie Broderick over here on the other side of the curtain. We're surrounded by Canadians and we're, I think, better for it. (laughs) So it's a a good thing. I hear congratulations are due, my friend. You have taken on a new position as the audio director at Solotech. Yes. Thank you, sir.
2: Friendly competition across the, uh, you know, across the country.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys stay over there. Well, uh, yeah, don't, yeah, we'll be, we'll be over there. Don't worry about it. What a win for them though. Really to get the great Jim Yakubowski and they got the yak in the house and uh, that's just wonderful. Are are you excited?
2: I, I am. I, um, I actually, can't believe how much fun i'm having um and
0: and soon we'll do
2: gigs and i'll do more of what they hired me for but uh right now it's a lot of uh just getting my legs under me and kind of you know uh meeting everyone it's there's a lot of people a lot of locations and stuff so it's um it's been really fun and they're just really good people and and uh you know I hate to throw the Canadian card again, but you know some good Canadian backbone there. So
0: yeah, now you know again, the Canadians got it sorted, and so good for you and good for them <laughs> and good for the industry. You know, Thank you. you know we are like you mentioned where there's a little friendly competition there, but really yeah. at the end of the day, if you have got a good heart, you want everybody to win. And, and for sure, and
2: yeah, we, we we all. Well, especially now we all want each other to win for a while here. Yes know? sir.
0: Yes sir. So we'll get back to Tooth and Nail maybe next year, but right now, you <laughs> yeah. know, we'd like to see all, all the good guys land on their feet. So it's just Thank great news, much. congratulations sir. Uh you're working with the great Eddie Capo. He's a friend of the show. We love the guy. Uh, I know that you spent time with him without, I believe yeah. without with the with the Inglesias, maybe.
2: Uh no, actually with Gwen Stefani. So oh. <laughs> right Yeah. On. Right
0: on. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, Eddie is uh a dear dear friend and if he happens to be listening um it's 10 26 on the uh east coast so uh eddie 10 45 at blondies in uh, planet hollywood i'll see you there <laughs> <laughs>
0: you heard him maybe show up <laughs> 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 yeah, he's a good man.
2: He has he has a huge heart, and he's just one of my favorite people.
0: I, I love Eddie.
2: Yeah, and a and a heck of a monitor engineer.
0: So yeah, one of the best, and just the the heart on the guy is like the size of a Buick. I mean, he's just a such a sweetheart. He's a great father. He's he's got he's just incredible. We really enjoy him a great deal. And I thought I would mention your guys' association. He's a he's a good guy.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, he's one of my newest uh, best friends for sure.
0: It looks like Robert Wilcox is asking us. He said, well, I guess I'll be giving you a call sooner than later. Did he ask us an earlier question? Uh, Because we don't want to shine Robert Wilcox. Yeah, yeah, let's Uh, not do that. No, (laughs) I do not want to put him on pause. He's the man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it looks like uh, he looked forward to seeing you. It looks like that... uh, some subject we were working, we were talking about that he said you guys have worked. It's clear that you guys have worked together a few yeah. times and
2: Yeah, and DB Sound we spent some time
0: together for sure.
2: And and he was the last time I saw him, uh my console was broke and he was uh, you know, he was there helping me with my broke console. So there you go. We he's he's kind name of a any min- brands or anything.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's kind of he's kind of that guy. Yeah. yeah. We'd, we'd be yeah. really he's, lucky, he's yeah. He's good people. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh you wrote a book. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You wrote a book about professional sound reinforcement techniques? Yep, yep. What's that called? That
2: was. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's the
0: name. Professional the, sound too. reinforcement techniques.
2: Yeah, that's uh, it. How do, of it. Yeah. <laughs> how do we get our uh, hands on a concert sound engineer? Yeah.
0: How do we get people get that book? You're oh, um, one of the best live art, uh, you know, front of house mixers in the game. Uh, I think a lot of people would love to get their hands on that well
2: Well, um, it uh, it circulated pretty well for the most of the first decade of the two thousands, and then it went out of print, and it started to get hard to get so um, but I actually I had a friend from from uh, Calgary uh, uh, text me the other day with a little attachment to an uh, Amazon link. That showed my it said one book available, uh new, five hundred and twenty-four dollars. I was like,
0: wow, here we go. Someone's running the price up on these things. So um, it's just that good, Jim.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you can um if you can find uh find it on Amazon and you have five hundred and twenty-four dollars, it's yours. That, um,
0: that's the place to go.
2: But people say uh, you know, I've had one of the coolest things about uh doing something like that is is uh when someone comes up to you uh years and years and years later and says man i remember when i was reading your book and there was this one page and it was about uh, keeping a vocal you know above the rest of the mu- uh musicality in a mix and i never forgot that and i use that technique all the time and i mean that's the win right there that's the win when somebody uh references reading it at some point in their career, you know? So
0: yeah, it's very cool. Very special. Definitely. You make some instructional videos for the internet. What's the process with that? Uh,
2: yeah, I, 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 I hit the ground running, uh, in April when, uh, all this happened and I have my little D -D live console here. And, uh, I said, you know, I got to do something. Let's go. So I, I write a, an article for live sound international called talking yak. And, uh, so I made a couple little videos called Talking Yak Live, and it was just basically me talking through uh, one of the lessons of from my article, and uh, then I um, I used some Matchbox Twenty music for that, uh, some live recorded tracks mm-hmm. uh, to to demonstrate some cool guitar routing and stuff like that, and then uh, and then I did one more. Uh, all about time aligning uh, two similar inputs, like two kick drums or bass guitar and bass uh, DI, DI and mic kind of thing. And uh, use some Frampton music for that. So it's fun because it's it's like a, you know, a 10 minute video lesson, but there's uh, there's always uh, some cool music that gets used for uh, the demonstration. And then I do a fun little outro with some, some photos. So uh, if you go to Yak Sound on YouTube, uh, you can, um check out my videos yeah
0: Yeah, sound on youtube you heard it here folks uh definitely <laughs> go there it's it's there's a it's a good read i just had my good friend charlie zarecki send me a note saying that he will send me your book and charlie zarecki is our godfather here and i oh. uh, charlie I can't wait, buddy. By the way, there's a box coming to you too. It should be there by Saturday. It's a big bunch of treats from the gang, so we hope you enjoy that. But yeah, apparently I'm going to get my hands on your book. Okay. And then I'm going to sell it for about six hundred bucks. So. There you go. The Prices,
2: you know. I just checked back in. It's up to five sixty four now. So. You're gonna...
0: Oh man. It's just that good, Jim. That it one book makes sense to me. yeah Yeah. Do you have one uh, main tip? You know, Pooch is big on this. He's 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 got kind of like you start out with a certain parameters before you hit the ground running. He's got lots of tips. Do you have one tip that you would say is the probably the most important tip for an upcoming audio engineer?
2: Wow. Um, well, as far this is more conceptual, but, um, I, I think the the biggest thing I've learned over all these years is to, if you if you want your inputs to sound good, if you want your individual channels to sound good, the PA has to sound good. Yeah. And so I have become a real uh you know, I've focused the last half of my career definitely on becoming a good tuner and balancer and optimizer of of PA systems. So that when you walk around an arena, I want it to sound the same every seat, same level, same sonic spectrum and same amount of sub as many seats as I can get it to be the same. And then when I turn that vocal up, I don't have to do a whole lot of stuff to it. It'll sound good. So
0: well you set the bar hard, my friend, because that is <laughs> that is a tricky thing to negotiate. It is. It's doable. It is, it is doable, like you mentioned, but it does take a a, a lot of extra work. And uh, you know it seems to be something you, you kind of hit and miss. You can go to certain shows and you know sure. the guys are uh, I won't name names, but you know, trying to peel your face off. And, uh, you know, if you're in the wings and you can barely get feel any kick or, it's know. definitely
1: It's definitely a merriment between front of house and the system tech for the system. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: no two ways about that. And, yeah. and uh, I think that's something hopefully that you're seeing more and more of. You know, the last uh, Tool show that came out was extraordinary. And Tool was known for kind of peeling, you know, the paint. And they came out and uh, took a different approach and they brought it big and loud and strong at amplitude but but clean and sweet and intelligible it was really enjoyable experience
2: it is a good time to be a sound engineer yeah well
0: except for the past year but
2: moving forward it's a (laughs) with that uh, yeah (laughs) yeah but it's i mean you know we all we all had to arm wrestle a lot of pas in the you know in my early years in the 80s and into the 90s and then it just it it's just gotten so much better the you know um the uh you know the the one thing that gets guys is if your mix isn't together the PAs are so accurate that that uh you know your your um, not great mix is is uh, Beyond, put out there for the world.
0: Yeah, I'll be on blast. You'll uh, you'll you'll see that too. So yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. Yeah. You're you're so not wrong. You mentioned a minute ago that you used uh, some of your stems from at your live stuff from Matchbox yeah. Twenty as uh, teaching tools. How was it working with Matchbox Twenty and Rob oh Thomas? Oh my gosh, great. Yeah, he's great, a sweet guy. Great. Yeah. yeah,
2: real sweet guys. Great players um and great songs. I mean, what the catalog. You know, we we did a tour in 2017. They hadn't toured yeah. together in 6 years or so and um uh, I got to go and do that and we're in rehearsals and they they just first day of rehearsal they went through the first album. Second day of rehearsal they went through the second album and they just played each album all the way through um you know, live in rehearsal and I mean, it's just such a great pile of songs and so yeah um every night to to get to mix the hits but also the deep cuts was uh, was such a pleasure
0: well he's a sweet guy we w- had him out with uh santana if you remember the supernatural thing and that was an absolute yeah. treat he's incredibly yeah. talented and, yeah. and uh, very very good at what he does great lyricist as well um talk to us about your um your mix institute project is that still a concern is that still going on
2: yeah um uh, we had a head of steam and uh, and you know when when uh, the quarantine and stuff first happened, I thought okay this is like the the timing is great to to move forward with this because um, you know people aren't working and so we actually have engineers sitting around who would love to uh, you know go to these workshops that we put together and and they're really um, the idea of the school is that there's plenty of Uh, platforms out there um, where you can learn audio 101 you can maybe learn a little audio 201 you can kind of you know you can learn what an xlr is and and you know how to make a uh an instrument but i wanted to um i wanted to kind of uh mold the school into a uh, a place where you can learn to be a better mixer of music you can actually uh kind of move past the the base stuff and move into some of the techniques that, that people have been doing it a long time, know, you know, to pull a mix together and make it uh, really great. So that was, that was where the mix Institute came from.
0: Well, it sounds like a very valid project and uh, people should check into that. How can they find you with that Institute?
2: Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's uh, the mix com.
0: Very, so, very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I you can see you that. Can, uh,
2: click on there's a couple links there where you can click if you're interested in attending a workshop or, an, or hosting a workshop and you can click on those and I'll answer you back
0: and we go from there.
2: Wow. That sounds like
0: a really a, a winner. Um, I, I got to ask you, we're, we're messing around here in the shop with some of the old, um, you know, EX fifty sixes and some of the, the, the fun stuff that we came up with. And of course at the same exact time, just on this side of my, my show is a couple of folks working on an S6 L 32. Uh, you got a preference for analog or digital?
2: Uh, I, I would. I would love to mix a show on an analog desk again. It's just not something that happens much anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I certainly enjoyed the the Midas years. You know, oh my gosh, Absolutely. man! I got to H3, mix 000. on XL fours. Uh, yep, for sure. You know, and it seems like a very long period of time was was spent uh, on those consoles, those those Midas consoles. I did get to mix a Ted Nugent tour way back in the. Uh, Mid 90s on an EX56 gamble, and man, what a, that I can't believe you got a couple sitting there. I I'm gonna have to catch my first flight in, in eleven and a half months just to come out and
0: see your uh, your gamble. <laughs> you are welcome awesome. here anytime, Mr. Yakovsky <laughs> That board will be available and ready. Outboard gear fired up, and uh, you know you can do your yeah. worst. Yeah, That's we'll, great. we'll push up any any rig in the house that you'd like and you can have <laughs> i'm
2: coming i'm yeah, coming
0: yeah don't don't threaten us with a good time brother we'll, <laughs> we'll call that we'll call that in um so you're cool either way but you recognize it's kind of way of the dodo a little bit in the sense of current yeah. goings on yeah
2: size wise um
0: footprint weight
2: foot yeah footprint pack. weight yeah and just um you know a lot of those van halen years in the 90s uh we you know, we would go to Europe and we would do the festival stuff in the summers. And, um, you know, I was still analog back then, but man, I mean, how many times do you have to chart a console on a piece of paper and wait your turn again and get, you know, in behind the guy just finishing his show and, and fix all the knobs again, you know, it, yeah. it got to got to the point where it was like, when someone said you can store your show on a thumb drive, it uh, I was I was definitely interested in that. You
0: found that very attractive that uh, option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it saves a bit of time. That makes perfect sense. We totally understand that. You mentioned that you worked with Mr. Nugent, Mr. Ted Nugent. Yeah, uh, how'd you find that experience?
2: Oh, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, I learned a lot about bow hunting. And, uh,
0: <laughs> i bet you did
2: <laughs> yeah it was kind of crazy like one of the coolest things about that was you know um standard post sound check you know after dinner activities backstage are usually you know people hanging around talking and stuff ted ted would have a, a full-on like bow hunting range in the back stage <laughs> area you know he'd have a couple of the the rubberized uh you know deer with the with the bullseyes on him and and the crew would be out there with these uh these you know just 100 of dollar uh you know bows and arrows and and just uh you know shooting rubber deer in the back you know not a, not a regular vip meet and greet but uh it's
0: a little he he definitely comes at things almost across the board at a little different um, <laughs> uh did, when you were with uh, matchbox 20 did you have the the luck to work with mr benny collins uh, no, I did not. Uh, my no. brother just sent that out. We, we're big fans here. You know, Vinny passed not too long ago, but he was yeah. he was Journey and uh, Madonna and uh, Bowie, and he was uh, one of the best PMs of all time. So we yeah. we had to reach in and see if we had any Vinny Collins memories because he was yeah. such a character.
2: I, I worked with him 2004 uh, through to, uh, you know, maybe
0: 2010,
2: area and then um had that break until 2017 i hadn't worked with him so
0: well it's yeah. right about when he had passed yeah we, his mm-hmm. last loadout was spectacular was it just a herbie herbert and everybody and their mother it was a it's kind of heartbreaking you know it's a, yeah a, to tell stories of the old days with a, a legend like that he was a, yeah. was a kind of a, an institution on the ted nugent thing i would have been You know, catering is such an integral part to our craft services, to our existence. That one I would have been on, I would have been really kept an eye on what they were serving. <laughs> imagine anything that well, was live that went past him he'd take
1: down and yeah. put on a... Bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Charlie said uh, Jim made all the sushi at the
0: Detroit Auto Show. Was that you, Jim? Did you do that? <laughs> Charlie's he's calling you out, I think, right now. Charlie's... <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: a you know, fan, it's <laughs> frozen sushi up there at the time of the Auto Show. You know, you gotta, you got to... Pull it yeah. out of the river and thought for a while first before right, it's right. Any good. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> the great
0: white north, you know how it is up there. Uh oh, and my sweet, my sweet, sweet dad, Jackie from Slow Fibers checked in. Hello, Jackie. We uh I'm in love with you, dear. All right, I'm just throwing that out there. Hey, I'm gonna I dri- wanna jigger a thought from your, your brain okay. here. Okay. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna I'm gonna load it up and see if it does anything for you. Okay. Barcelona, beer on the board. Oh God. Tell me about it. <laughs> You're in <story>. Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Somebody puts a beer on your console.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, the beer was launched. Oh, from the audience. Oh, like, you know, just just imagine, you know, a cup of beer coming in at 45 degrees, from a really long distance away and landing right on the VCA section of a, oh. of a Soundcraft Europa. Oh, geez. Jody Perpek was mixing the show and he said later that he thought a bomb went off because it splashed up in his face and you know stung his eyes and he sure. thought it was you know something uh, that uh, was going to hurt him a lot more than a beer but uh man it was nuts i mean for for the next minute minute and a half you could just hear the pa sizzling cuz you know half of it was was uh was petering out and the other half got really loud and uh you know oh, so we got the hair dryers out and stuff but we the only way we could uh continue the show was and this is you know a testament to, to uh analog we had a an xlr fan out snake so we just unplugged them all rolled the opening act console into place and uh and one of my solo tech partners uh dean roney he uh he took uh 10 channels i took 10 channels and jody took 10 channels and we we had the band just start the next song and we dialed in 10 channels and then just stepped back and let jody take over but it uh yeah it was a it was a bad moment in rock and roll when you know
0: kids don't throw your beers at the sound guys yeah yeah what the hell but yeah it is it it is in many ways very rock and roll though i mean we gotta it was yeah yeah i I remember back in the day in the the old utility cases you know uh the the young guys would say well what what's the hair dryers for (laughs) emergencies
2: yeah (laughs) you never know yeah
0: bound to happen yeah yeah, I've yeah.
2: i've seen a few wet consoles
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to ask you, I know today you you did the live uh, production event. That was uh, you mentioned that you had a good time with that and you were working with the the boys from Signal the Noise podcast, which, of course, is uh, Michael Lawrence and uh, Chris Leonard and Cal Burnside, uh, and doing shows like this, you know, my show and others. Uh, What's your take on that? Uh, You know, there's a bunch of us out there right now kind of, I wouldn't say competing, but kind of doing slight different versions of the same. Sure and um what's your take on us guys you know pushing these shows out and you know reaching out to guys like you to be our guest
2: yeah i i love it i um i i can i i know in the last since you know the the calendar year flipped over and we're all just so antsy to get back to it and we really believe we will get back to it soon instead of kind of last year where you know but i i know especially in the beginning uh speaking for myself and i'm sure i'm speaking for a lot of people but the uh just the hunger to um, to just talk about what we do, you know, that's where those videos came from. That's where the school really ramped up in my writing for the magazines and stuff. I just wanted to I wanted to stay dialoguing about uh, live sound and the people who do it. And you know, everyone was getting their their smart operator certificates right. and their Dante, right. Dante certification. certification yeah. You know, and, and shows like this, I mean you know the Pooch and Raybold show and things like that. Like it's just, it's awesome to just hear people talking about, um, you know, the stuff they do and uh, the thing that they love and and passing on tricks at no no cost. You know, it's uh, it's great stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, have you had an opportunity to do the Pooch and Tater thing yet? No, oh, I haven't. Oh, I'm. Would is that something you'd be willing to do? oh i would love to but it's yeah. a it's a great show and uh yeah um, yeah i'm sure they'll be calling you soon that, that's a <laughs> lot of fun uh, but yeah you're not wrong it, when, when this first all transpired and, and you mentioned this earlier we were kind of thinking oh yeah you know, okay we're going to be stalled for a few months here we've seen the the shows come off the calendar and so on i don't think anybody imagined it would last this long yeah. and now it does kind of seem maybe it's uh maybe you know knock on wood but it seems like maybe there is a little light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. there are some things are starting to kind of pop up and like i mentioned we had a band in here just last night yeah, and so great. hopefully uh very soon we'll be back to you know doing what we do and what we love yeah but this was yeah. a kind of a stopgat thing that we were you know to just kind of keep alive allow the kids to keep playing with the toys and and you know yeah. talk to our friends and kind of recreate that moment that you kind of mentioned like it uh you know between uh, sound check and doors you know yeah. where you're with your friends you're yeah. telling stories and so that you know. gotta have it
2: i mean yeah uh yeah uh, and, and just uh you know one thing about being on tour all the time i i know for me i uh i am a social guy and i love to hang out um and days off are so important you know but i'll usually spend the first two-thirds of my day off on the road uh, just going for a quiet walk by myself or playing golf or doing something like that. And then the evening I want to get together with all my buds and, and hang out. But, um, when you, when you don't get that, when, when you have months and months of that not happening, this is, this is where you come and meet your buds, you know? So I think it's, it's been really awesome for you to be doing this and for everyone else who gives their own, you know, free time up to, uh, Keep us all connected, man. It's a great thing.
0: Well, thank you, and and we really enjoy, you know, the the process of kind of building this up. When it takes to get to this point where we're actually, you know, interviewing a, a person like yourself, it's uh, I think it's important, you know, to kind of, the spirits can get a little down in the dumps sometimes for some yeah. of the folks, and we just need to remind them who they are, and what we do, and why we yeah. do it. You know, we're a little bit of a no bad bunch. Listen, my friend, I know that uh, that you're um, that you work in with your church. And that yep. you do. You've been doing this for quite some time. Talk to us about that process. How is it different than what you do in the rock and roll game?
2: Um, you know, these days it's uh, it's not all that much different. I mean, these um, the pas are big, huge lighting rigs, video walls, you know, foggers. It's like it's like
0: a full. <laughs> you know, and then fog. They got haze, really. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. They don't play around. <laughs> And then, like Wednesday night is the youth, uh, you know, the youth youth ministry, and and it's like a rave. I mean, it's wow. it's full on kick and pumping, tons of subs. So, um, you know, when I first went to actually check out one of their services up here in Anderson, South Carolina, yes sir, um, I couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe how much like a concert it was. Even a Sunday service is, uh, you know, people are 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 praising. And, and uh you know being in in a worshipful place but it's 100 db man it's it's wow it's fully happening you know so um yeah i i love it it's actually um the last couple months i've i've mixed at several uh sundays here and there or, or across the state of south carolina and uh you know it's the only game in town it's the only mix and i get to do that in you know that's uh not in a pair of near fields that's actually through a PA with people in the audience and stuff. So it's been great.
0: No, that's a sweet, that's a great outlet to have. And, it's, and it is just a show with a message really, you know, I, Yeah, I, absolutely. especially, yeah. The, you know, the, the, the kind of mega churches that really put it on really bring a, a, a big show and yeah. you know, uh, whatever yeah. it takes to get the message out, I guess is, uh, yeah. yeah, you got to support that. Yeah. And uh, the
2: people love it. It's um, the, 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 the motto of this church was, you know, this is the church for people who don't like to go to church, you know? Oh. So, so right, that's right, kind of right. that's kind of what what their attitude was like. Let's make it fun, like a concert, and people will want to come. And it's it's been a great great model for them.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad that, that that's working out, and I think you're right that uh, a lot of folks that that's been their outlet. of folks that do what we do, uh, yeah. and they had that, that to go to, and that's pretty precious. So yeah, you gotta appreciate that. I know you've worked with a, a fellow Canadian, average, <clears throat> I almost, I almost said that wrong. Avril Levine. I was going to say average Levine. Um, <laughs>
1: you say that so it's much, man. Just Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she's she's actually a very talented young lady. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with average Averil Levine? Excuse me. Oh my God! Yeah, man.
2: <laughs> I know. That's why. That's why we edit these things and don't do them live. Well, <laughs> no, wait, wait, what? Um,
0: Some part um, of live is the flavor, though, Jim. You got to admit. That's you know, this, right. I, I need that energy. I need to be able to <laughs> kind of know you're going to fall flat. Last, week, my my. my my mic came off you know, <laughs> right in oh, the middle good, of an good. interview. So it, it made it feel much more like a live, real show. So I kind of thrived on that, <laughs> yeah. frankly.
2: No, it was great, actually. And um, um, uh, it was a good bunch of Canadians, too. The network management folks, um, uh, Dan Fraser, and and um, oh, my gosh, just so many great Canadians who were part of the, her management and the crews. and. Um, so it was a, it was a really nice uh, bunch of people to work with i kind of stepped in halfway through her first tour she was 17 her parents were still on the road with wow. her because she wasn't 18 yet you know yeah and, yeah um uh, she was so young but she was packing out arenas so it was uh it was really fun and uh you know i got to to um just be asked back several times so i worked for her for almost 8 years and it was a it was a really good time my my you know some of these people i work with my my kids go oh dad you know you don't want to work for them and then you know it's like oh avril okay great yeah yeah this is good so they got to go to shows and meet her and all that and uh, she was always so sweet to my to my kids signing stuff she's I'll
0: actually a, a very lovely young lady and she uh sure her, what she was able to do when she first came out to, down the chute was kind of amazing i mean she blew right up and went big and that was Man. that was an impressive effort and yeah. yeah it's it's good to see people win so good for you good yeah. for her. yeah
2: i'm glad she's feeling better too because she's uh she's been ready to tour i i think she did uh some stuff uh, not too long ago and she was getting ready to go back to Asia when all this happened. So I think she's, uh, she's looking to do some more touring, which is great. Me means she's feeling better, which uh, is-, is wonderful to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Listen, I know you've, you've been doing this a long time. I know you're very mindful of the goings on and what surrounds you. What do you think the future holds for our industry, my friend?
2: Uh, well, um, I know people have missed live music and, and um, we we were in a very long stretch of uh, good stuff. You know, we had, we had tours making money. We had tons and tons of shows you could see every summer and, you know, people can tend to go, well, you know, I'm not going to go see that band. I just saw four shows last month and I'm I'm going to skip them this time and stuff. I think if you have favorite bands right now, like people are, When we get to go back to shows, people are going to pack these places out. They are going to be so excited to hear live music again. And I've actually kind of imagined, you know, uh, Matchbox and Rob was always so good at just showing the love to the audience, you know, and I've actually kind of had it in my mind because we were supposed to tour last year um, all through the summer. And I'm hoping we get to do that again soon. But um, I, I just... I think my moment of of uh, looking forward to that first show back is going to be Rob, just kind of looking out at a at an amphitheater full of people are, and saying, hey, "We're back, people! Here we are." We made you it. You know, this is this is the moment, yeah. and it's just going to be like ten minutes of applause. You know, people applauding for ourselves for getting through this, and, and uh, that's. Yeah, a pretty- I think it's going to be a wonderful resurgence, and I think I think uh, people are going to recommit their efforts to going out and seeing their favorite artists and uh, supporting them and showing love.
0: Well, you know, from your lips to God's ears, that would be a beautiful experience. And I, and I, I don't think you're wrong. I think there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of people very excited to, to get back in the mix. I imagine the the Matchbox 20 show was postponed opposed to canceled. So, uh, you know, similar to what Death Leopard and Molly did and, uh, you know, Disturbed and many others. So um, hopefully we'll be hitting that cycle real soon
2: yeah I hope so there's um you know we're getting close to uh you know losing our summer touring and i I hope we can find a way to at least get some shows going if if we can't have regular touring uh, schedules uh, you know we get it but uh, sure would be nice to have some festivals pop up and some things happen where shows start to happen again and I'm hopeful that that it will
0: fingers crossed, my friend. It was an absolute treat and honor to have you on the show, Jim. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your experiences with us. We can't tell you how appreciative we are. Just absolutely a treat.
2: Yeah, thank you, Thank you for having me. Kyle, Vince,
0: thank you. Thank you, sir. We wish you much luck in the future. Not that you'll need it. You you ride strictly on uh, personality and talent, but uh, uh, we hope to see you out on the road sometime soon, my friend.
2: Thank you. I'm uh I'm I'm coming over there. I get that ex fifty six shined up. I'm on my way.
0: <laughs> it's actually it's up right now, baby. You, <laughs> hey, watch out. What you wish for because we're ready I'll for.
2: Sto- it. <laughs> I'll stop by and uh and play around a bit, and then I'll Eddie. I'll meet you at
0: Blondie's. I'll be there soon, man. <laughs> Very cool. Have a great night. Thank you, brother. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, listen. Just what a great interview. We're so lucky to have friends like Jim. It was wonderful to see him this evening. Such and gentlemen. He's really the consummate professional, and his his career is a roadmap for anybody coming up to to follow the the highlights of that and how to get there from well, here. Cool,
1: Charlie's sending us his books. Oh, well.
0: uh, yeah, I, I'm Charlie. I am going to read that book. I'm going to enjoy it a great deal, and then uh, promptly sell it to one of my friends. Uh, so
1: <laughs> I'll photocopy. <it>. Don't worry, share <laughs> <guys>. well, well, <laughs> also how,
0: because that that is a little bit of gold he's talking about. So, and of course, Charlie has it because it's that Charlie for Charlie's goes without very uh, infrequently listen um you know it's a, a pleasure getting to see you this week and thanks for tuning in you know coming to our show uh next week we've got an amazing guest we got the great lee brinkman now if if you've been in the business you know who lee is if you don't let me let me explain lee is in the game 50 years in 1968 he was. That's what. Fifty three years ago. He was. I was at, just
1: a thought. Yeah. I don't even think yeah. I was. A I was thought
0: born at that. in '68. He yeah. was at the Avalon Ballroom with the deads. I mean, you know, like this. He is. He's a legend in the game. He's worked for everybody from Man, Van Morrison, Elvis Costello, Ry Cooter. I mean, really, like legends in the game. And and um and we need to know for Robert Wilcox. Uh, you got that bus key, Jim? By the way, you, Robert. <laughs> He we, well, yeah, never gets about. old. Yeah, I know. He <laughs> helped himself. <laughs> He's another low hanging fruit guy. That's <laughs> for the easy ones. Anyways, it was absolutely a treat. I I'm very please tune in next week. We've got the great Lee Brinkman. He's the history of rock and roll. He really is. He's there's ain't nothing that he hasn't seen and done. It will be absolutely uh fascinating to talk with him. He'll be in the house with us and um you know, we do it for you. We, we hope you guys are good out there. We appreciate you very much. I wanna thank my crew and the people in, here at Sound Image. We're very lucky to be here and we're very appreciative. Uh, and uh, until then, try to be kind, be good to each other, and we'll see you next week at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Thursday at Beyond the Backstage Pass. Have a good night. Thank you. Come <laughs> on.